Welcome to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure you follow the NFL East Podcast on Podbean. You can also find the NFL East Podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Join the NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of NFL East Podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL Boy Brandon. Follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Mr. M- at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter at EastNFL. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? How's it going? It's We're going. back. It's going. Yeah. Yes. Back on our Thursday show. Yep. How you Hope guys is still doing? alive. How you guys doing? It's time to time to per- yeah. turn the page on that uh, record setting week two. So and uh and take a look forward to this uh, week three games. Uh, Brandon, you did not join us on Tuesday when we did our takeaways from week two. How do you think we did? Did you did you get to watch that that episode? And did we uh, did we cover everything you were thinking, or do you have anything to add? Before yeah, we turn um, the page. I uh, I did get to watch in. I did think that you guys did a very good job as always. Um, you know, um, really, I have uh, no takeaways from the Washington Detroit game. It it went exactly how I knew it was gonna go. Detroit beat them. Um, I did like how Carson Wentz and the Washington offense started to try to rally back there at the end of the game. Right. They fell a little bit short. Um, but, um, the Pittsburgh, New England game, uh, our defense looked amazing, which was a huge turnaround, uh, coming out of the Miami game where we played like complete shit. So that kind of gave me a little bit of hope that our defense hopefully is starting to jail more. Our offense still had strides here or there where they looked good, but looked bad as well. Um, I'm hoping that might get better this week against Baltimore, but who knows? So yeah, that that defense it, it seemed to me, and like I said on the podcast on Tuesday, <laughs> it looked like they were getting back to that Bill Belichick run the ball, play really good defense kind of game. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And it was good to see Belichick show show back up, you know, and, and put his yeah. stamp on a game, beat a decent team, you know, and uh and and get his get his win. So that's good. Good for yeah. him. But yeah, that, that offense seemed to still putter along. So that's kind yeah. of worrisome, but cool, man. All right, cool. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to do a little bit of news from the East. I don't have too many things, but um, like every Thursday episode, CBS puts their uh, power rankings out. So I figured we'd take a look. There was a couple things that really surprised me. We're going to do that, hit a couple other injury reports and things like that. And then we're going to dive into games of the week and take a look at that week three schedule as far as NFL East is concerned. How's that sound to you guys? I like it. Turning the screws. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, let's kick it off with news from the East. All right, fellas. Well, the first thing I figured we would do is take a look at this CBS 
week three power rankings. Um, by the way, next Thursday, get your all's predictions together and your power rankings as far as NFL East is concerned. We Because we are doing our monthly power rankings. And then the following episode, we'll be taking a look at our the October preview, the same way we did September. So um, I have our power rankings from right before the season started. And I mean, let's see how week three goes, but, but I, I think our power rankings are going to be a little bit different. So, so that, yeah. that'd be fun. That'd be fun, but that's next week. So this week, let's take a look at what CBS says <clears throat> two games in. This is what they have. They still got the bills at one have not moved out of one. Eagles stay put at four. Rich, you thought last week that you said they were too high at four. Are they you are. more comfortable? You, you still think they're too high at four? Absolutely not. I think uh, if we were buying and selling, I'm still selling on the Eagles. I okay. don't know. I think, Listen, uh, after after Monday night, I'm buying. I, I'm full buying on, on, <laughs> on Philly. I did not expect Philly to beat the fucking dog shit out of Minnesota like right. that. Right. Well, you weren't here, Brandon. You weren't here, Brandon, on Tuesday. We were talking about that game. Uh, a little known fact about uh, uh, Kirk Cousins: he's never won a primetime game. Yeah, yeah, it's never. Crazy. Well, not only that, also, also one of the things that stood out to me about the Philly Minnesota game: um, Darius Slay absolutely locked the shit down out of Justin Jefferson. Uh, he did, right. I give him credit for that, but I, lockdown is a pretty strong word for me. Uh, he had a great game against them, but those throws by Kirk Cousins were right. garbage. So, but yeah, but yeah. I, I two, think Kirk Cousins he, did struggle a little bit, but yeah, you have two interceptions in an NFL game. You got to. I'm not hating on him for that, but um, <clears throat> but I would not consider Darius Slay a lockdown corner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that, that's fair. That's fair. If he can continue to do what he did out of the Minnesota game, then Rich, you're going to have to, you're going to have to eat some crow there because if he continues to play like that, uh, you know, right. Uh, yeah. uh, that's, that, that's for sure. They look better than I thought they would look, but I still see, I still see uh, Alabama Jalen hurts there every now okay. and then. So, all right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Even though he's throwing Michael Vick vibes, he still can't get the respect of a Dallas Cowboy fan. But that, that's understandable. That's yet. understandable. Um, uh, I got a problem. I got a problem. This is the first time I've had a problem with my Dolphins. I yeah. I think after Sunday's game, the Dolphins proved to be the third best AFC team in the AFC. How in the hell do you have the Chargers ahead of them? In, in this in this power ranking. I do not understand that. I do not agree well, with it. And I don't care if you want to drop the Chargers below eight and leave us at eight. That's fine with me. I don't care if you want to move us up one. Yeah. However you want to do it, it should be the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Dolphins as the top three AFC teams. I agree 100%, Doc. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, Dolphins should definitely be uh, ahead of uh, the Eagles for sure at this point. And right. the Chargers, I mean, nobody gets more love for almost winning right. uh, than, than, the, than Chargers. the Chargers. Yeah. Maybe, well, but maybe Buffalo. They get a lot of love for almost winning, too. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, That's Chargers, That's they didn't really have a great game uh, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, which 
no, most people don't, but still, uh, what Tua did was way more impressive than anything the Eagles did or the Chargers. Right. right. Yeah, put them up there. They beat a great team on the road uh, with a great comeback, come from behind win. Yeah. Right. I'm exactly. with you 100%, Josh. Exactly. Well, all so, I'm saying uh, is this. They, okay. they beat a team that you still have ranked in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see what yeah. I'm, you still have Baltimore ranked in the top well, ten, uh, even after that loss. And then how? And yeah. yeah, I don't. The Chargers just have not proved it. And like you said, Rich, well, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, Herbert has had a very good career the last couple of years at almost winning games. Yeah, you know, he hasn't so. been in the playoffs yet. So right, the yeah. last two years they went to the playoffs the same amount of times as the Dolphins. Yeah. So right, and just for the record, the Dolphins beat them. In Miami, so well, yeah. Dad. All I'm saying they is, beat him right quick, now, right? Quick, exactly. Real quick, all I want to say is, and I never thought I would say this, being a Patriots fan. Uh, after what the Dolphins proved to me last week against Baltimore, I think I think the Dolphins should be in nothing less than five. They okay. should be in the top five right now. Okay, yeah, I would take that. I would take that. I'm not saying the Dolphins. Um, are the top team in the AFC or should be right there under Buffalo. I still think Kansas city is a better team and I, I would be okay with five. I would be okay with five. Just move everybody down, put us under the Eagles and, and however you want to do that, that's fine. I need to talk about the Pats, man. I don't understand. I mean, I'm okay with where they're at, but they should not be ahead of new Orleans in my, in my opinion, new Orleans is a better all a better overall team in, in my, I mean, they have a, I think, th- I think that their offense is a little bit better than new England's and their defense is just as good as new England's. You see what I'm saying? And, yeah. and they've played over the first two weeks better than new England did. And I would be more comfortable if you swapped them too and um, put new Orleans at four. Well, that, that's, that's all I'm saying that. Okay. Being a new England fan, I 100% agree with you. I, I, I hate to say that, but I 100% agree with you. Our While our offense and defense did show that they're starting to grow better in the Pittsburgh game than what they did in Dolphins, I still don't think New England belongs in the top 15. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Right. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I, say, I say they belong at 15. So, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I, th- I think they're just as good as the Raiders. I don't think you could – you know, I mean, you could put the, you could say the Raiders are as playing as good as New England right now. Okay, They're, I think so. Yeah, yeah I, would group them, I would group them together. I would group them together, and that would be fair. And they should be beside each other. But I have to say, New Orleans is playing a little bit better than both. <laughs> so, just my opinion. So, um, well, I mean, Jameis other, Winston did throw three picks. Jameis Winston had very much a Jameis Winston game. He yeah, did. they call that Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they call that every every given Sunday. No, I like James. He's like he's a gamer. I like how he he's, so he's, much, he's fearless out there. So much far. talent. So much talent. Yeah. Just uh, you know, yeah. he he I loves mean, yeah. the ints. So yeah, I don't um, think he'll, he'll never be a elite quarterback, but I'll, he's fun to he does he gives it all he's got. I like it. Right. The next thing that grabs my attention is something that I like a lot. I think they're both. Both teams are put right where they're supposed to be, and that's the Dallas Cowboys and the G-Men at 19 and 20. And this week, they're going to fight. The winner stays in the top 20. The winner stays in the top 20. The loser drops out of the top 20. And I think that's a fair fight. You know what I'm saying? The The Cowboys are one and one right now. 
played really good with a backup quarterback, but has a shutdown defense just straight across. Well, guess what? They're going to have to shut down Saquon Barkley because, you know, and, and when we're taking a look at the upcoming games, that's one of the games that I'm, I'm going to preview. Me and Rich are going to preview together. And that's my whole point is that defense, the deep, the Giants are not going to win that game unless the defense of the Dallas Cowboys can do two things. One, rattle Daniel Jones, which I think they can in any given Sunday. They can rattle Daniel Jones. That's fine. They will they will overpower that offensive line of the G-man. But they're going to have to stop the run. Saquon Barkley, if Saquon Barkley has a big week like he did in week one, Dallas Cowboys might lose that game. And they might lose their spot in the top 20. So there you go. Um, that's just a little look look forward yeah. to the games of the week. But what do you think about that, Rich? Do you agree that I agree that, the loser's gonna drop out of the top twenty? Yes. I definitely. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah definitely. So so that, okay, that, all I want to say real quick, mm-hmm. I think New York's playing better than the Raiders. Honestly. New York. New York is saying. playing better than the Raiders. Okay. Yes. The Raiders have lost Ooh. their last two games and that last game against Arizona, they were in prime position to win that game both times in the red zone, and Hunter Renfro fumbled both times. Luckily, the right. first time it got grabbed by a teammate, but the second one was returned to the house for a, for a Cardinals win. Right. Yeah, they really gave that game away to the Cardinals. Yes, they did. But, they did. but I would not say that they're playing worse than the, the Giants, although the Giants are 2-0, and so... I think the There's Giants uh, look solid right now, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think I think they the Giants are getting ready to come up against the best defense that they've played so far, and they they won their first two games. They won off Saquon Barkley and a great running game, Week One. Saquon Barkley had did not have a very good game, Week Two but Daniel Jones was able to pull it out with his arm. So, and it was the game of special teams or yeah, the special teams with all, all those field goals kicked. And so this is the best defensive challenge. And, and if they beat the Dallas Cowboys, they will shoot into the top 20 and, and be ranked where they should be ranked. But until they do that, I, I don't think you could, I don't think you can move them up ahead of Dallas. So Yeah. I would really be hesitant about uh, moving the giants up, uh, until after this week until after this week right and and i I guess we're going to talk about that game later on the predictions but uh right if i'm dallas the only thing i'm worried about with the giants is their big play ability you know saquon barkley breaking off the 75 yarder even daniel jones um but that's that's about it if if dallas contains their big plays i think uh, it should be a good day right the last thing that grabbed that grabbed my attention from this was the huge pin spot slide that Washington took. They were ranked 17th last week and shot all the way down to 27. I think rightfully so. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe it's because it's early in the season that all these teams, these power rankings, the teams are jumping that much. I mean, it, right. 10 not, spots, 10 yeah. spots in one week. That's amazing. Right. right. On a close, a fairly close loss to Detroit, uh, people aren't right. quite as slow to Detroit as me and Brandon are, but right. that's a good team. I I don't know. I like like I told you, I, I had a feeling Washington was gonna lose this game to Detroit, but I feel like um, 
I, I don't know. I like the rally back at the end to try and come back. And Carson Wentz still had like three or four touchdowns this game and shit. I, I don't know. I, I feel like a 10 spot slide, that's a bit too much. I could have seen maybe that was a three. Lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I could have seen maybe three, maybe four, yeah. but nah. So okay, can, can you taking a look at this? They started at seventeen last week, so we have Browns, Steelers, Cowboys, New York, Bengals, Jacksonville, Jets, Tennessee, the Colts. How are they behind the Colts? That's and what then, I. And that's Detroit. what I was about to say. So, if we're going you know, all these teams that's far, in so. front of Washington. The right. only one I would argue with is the Colts. The Colts have looked absolute like dog shit these first two weeks. Like, how is Washington behind? So, so did Tennessee, man. So did Tennessee. Well, yeah, um, Tennessee yeah. did too against Buffalo. But I mean, Buffalo is by far the best team in the entire NFL. I would actually right. be okay so. if you if you moved Washington and Detroit up ahead of Indianapolis and Tennessee. If you Indianapolis should be at the bottom right now because right, they, got exactly. blank, they got blanked by Jacksonville 24 to nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, right. Matt Ryan did a Carson Wentz, but maybe, <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe Carson, hey, Carson Wentz, like, Wentz has looked solid to start this season. Right. Right. Carson maybe Wentz is like, kept his ass. <laughs> maybe Carson Wentz is like, God damn, Eddie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Carson Wentz play, had a much better game than Matt Ryan did Sunday. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. And it was, yeah, you know. he, yeah, Carson Wentz had a hell of a game on Sunday. So, um, yeah. okay, what what else? Anything else before we move on? Do you guys, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I, I, I like the fact that Dallas is stay, lay, staying under the radar. Uh, okay. At least until Dak gets back. As long as we're winning games. They still games, have I'm, them in the top 20 and they're, they're, play, they're starting a backup quarterback. Yeah. That's, right. I think that's not under the radar. I think that's yeah. right where they need I to mean, be. I mean, if we be, be Baltimore right. yeah, this week, are we sliding into 10? Well, I think you all are ranked too high. I just said that. Um, if you beat Baltimore, will you go into the top ten? Yeah, it depends on the, the other games in the yeah. top ten. You should definitely uh, move. Who up, knows? Though. The Chargers can almost win every game this year and not win another one, and they'll stay in the top ten. So yeah, so it's gonna true. be hard to knock them out. So. Yeah, they could be five hundred yeah. and be a top five team. <laughs> I don't know. Anything they else? Are, they are a good team, but a little, little too much love. Over on them. overrated, yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. I'm getting rid of it. Are you done? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's take a look at um, a couple different camps. We had some injuries, an injury and some um, player updates from the Cowboys squad. The What's going on with tight end Dalton, um, Dalton Schultz? He had a knee injury in the game. Uh, a sprained PCL, okay. I think uh, he's actually uh, working his way back and has a shot of playing on Monday night. Okay, so yeah, he, he's uh, uh, he's so still the limited. Update was positive. The update was positive. It was not yeah. serious. So well, it, I, it, he may miss a game, and and those injuries linger all year long. But he won't need surgery or anything like that. But uh, we'll see how he if he if he comes back Monday how he plays and. Uh, how it affects the next few games. Fortunately for Dallas, we we're pretty good on the tight end positions. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You do. You do have a little bit of depth there, which okay. is pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, I just know that he's playing under a franchise tag. I would hate to see him get hurt, knocked out the rest of the season, 
what happens with his money and a contract next year. You know, so if he can get on the field and, and keep showing up like he does, seems yeah. to week after week. So. Well, that fumble he did on Sunday was terrible. Yeah, that was uh, that was. Big. That could have cost us the game there. We, we would have we went from icing the game to struggling to win it, pull it out, right. escaping it, right. but mainly on his fumble. Cool. Not to mention he gave me negative points on fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had like negative two points for Dalton Schultz this week. He's yeah. on the bench next week. <laughs> what What else you got? You got some players coming back this week, or? Yeah, we have a we have an update on Michael Gallup. Uh, he's gonna go. He's gonna play. How much he plays okay. is the question, but he will be he will be running the field on Monday night for sure. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm a. This was one of our bold predictions we talked about earlier. Uh, my bold prediction: he wouldn't come back till week five or six. And, right. uh But I'm getting proven wrong there because he will be playing Monday. Hopefully, he won't uh, get get re-injured coming off right. an ACL that fast. Uh, also a couple other things. Um, uh, Jason Peters is working his way into practice. Don't know if he's going to play Monday night, but, uh, or what position he's going to play, but he's getting closer and closer. Okay. So, and one more thing, Micah Parsons did not practice today. He had a cold. I don't love no. that. Well, no, he, he deserves it. He deserves to take some time off. Yeah, I'm I, just hoping it's not anything. Uh, yeah, after a week like that, he don't need to practice. Just come take yeah. veteran leave a year or two. Well, take your I'm I'm leave. I'm all for that. Bubble wrap them all week long. <laughs> exactly. Just unleash them on the right before the game. Right. Exactly. Cool. Anything else out of the Cowboys? Uh, let me see. Is uh, that it? Well, you know, uh, there's a there's an interesting dilemma that the Cowboys has with with their offensive line with with regards to Jason Peters. Uh, okay. When a Tyron Hill went down, it was, you know, this big gap on the left side of our our uh, offensive line. Right. But so far, Tyler Smith, as a rookie who was drafted to be our feature left tackle, but was designated to be guard this year, he's held up pretty good in two games. He's, okay. uh, I don't know if I if I showed you that a video where he stood up um, Vita Vea. Yeah, yeah. From the so left tackle I've position. Seen that. Yeah. yeah. Seen that. Uh, He's so strong for a, you know, a 21 year old. He's got man strength. Um, so now there, there may be a, a question of whether you should move him to guard once Jason Peters is ready to go. Uh, I would, I'd like to have Jason Peters at left tackle and move and move Tyron Smith to guard, but he's playing so well. He may not lose that position. Tyron Smith. Right. Or I mean, Tyler Smith, uh, Tyler Smith. Right. Yeah. Tyler Smith. Uh, yeah, he's he looks like a great first round draft left tackle. Awesome. So, really yeah, cool. so it's almost a, a problem that's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. It seems like it seems like the Cowboys always hit on their offensive line draft picks. They've been so doing a good job. Re- yeah. They've done a really good job on yeah, their offensive draft picks. So. Our scouts are pretty good. Yeah, they got good yeah. scouting coming out from as far as offensive line. You know, yeah. that's I've just yeah. noticed those hits, it seems, year after year. Yeah, well, they that's have that's cool. one of the more consistent things on when they dedicate resources to a first round offensive lineman, they usually do pretty good. Right. Right, so. exactly. Cool. Well, that's interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. And so you said that he might play, Peters might play. Uh yeah, he's still uh, you know, doing his conditioning thing, but he has been uh, uh he has been practicing this week, but as far as I've seen, I, I haven't and heard it's him. a Monday game, so maybe you know he's that's got the that extra, extra day, day. So. right? Um, 
I have not. I can't really tell what the Dallas Cowboys are gonna are gonna do with him. Uh, maybe just give him another week to get ready, right. since uh, you know we're playing the Giants. Right. Exactly. So, but I I want the best. I want the best offensive lineman in there. I want to be able to run the game thirty times a game with the offensive line that lets us do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That'd be All ideal right, right well, now. Let's, let's. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's switch over to the Pats camp. Safety Kyle Duggar, uh, he left the game on Sunday with a knee injury and did not return. Did we get? Any, have you heard any kind of update about that or anything else coming out of the Pats? Um. So I heard that on Wednesday he wasn't at practice, which is kind of not really concerning, considering that. Um, you know, he injured his knee and stuff. We could be looking at maybe possibly him missing a couple of games, but as far as I've heard, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, but he wasn't at practice Wednesday, but the more concerning news to me that also came out was Jacoby Myers wasn't at practice on Wednesday either. He was set out on the sideline all day, getting his knee checked out. Uh, Adam Scheffner reported it, and they said that it's to be believed nothing serious, uh, and he should be able to go. Should be able to go on Sunday, but um, yeah, he wasn't at practice on Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, I didn't even know he got hurt. That yeah. was a, that's that's he must have just showed up on the injury report then. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, that would be a huge hit. That would that yeah. would be a that would not be good. <laughs> at all for a struggling uh, Pat's offense right now. Um, Kyle Duggar, you, you really don't want to take another hit in that, in the, your backfield, you know, yeah. that defensive backs either. He's, he's <clears throat> by far, you know, your best safety. Yeah. Well, see, I like the, the way this one dude put it on Twitter, right? Uh, Cause that's actually how I figured out that Jacoby Myers was injured was off of Twitter. Um, uh, while Kyle Duggar, like you said, that would be a big hit to us, our offense kind of proved something to me that they could, that they can stand up without Kyle Duggar because we did it last week because he went down like at the end of quarter one or middle of quarter yeah, it was, one. Yeah, it was the end of the first. It was I think it was towards the end of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah and we still looked strong throughout the whole game, but this okay. dude said. He's a Patriots fan as well. He said that if Jacoby Myers is out for this game and for however long, that would right. be a huge hit to our offense because he makes up 90% of our offense. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. somebody else would have to step up. They would, have, yeah. you know, you would have no other choice. You would have to where, yeah, I mean, I, could, I see where he's coming from. The The defense, you got enough, you got enough talented people playing in the back. And you, Bill Belichick can figure it out. He can shuffle people around and you won't miss Duggar that much compared definitely to a wide receiver core where if your top wide receiver goes down that could be could be kind of dangerous cool anything yeah. else hey uh, i have a question brandon um yeah how do you feel about your offensive tackle being traded to the raiders uh honestly was he even a starter <laughs> i didn't well, even yeah, know who the hell he was well is he is he just a backup okay I don't know. I I just seen people randomly talking about it, and the people was acting like they were upset about it. But I don't even know who the guy is. I mean, if he was on our starting lineup, I don't know. Uh, one thing I did notice though, 
since we're talking about rookie uh, tackles, our rookie tackle that wasn't supposed to go to the sixth round, he's actually come out strong for us. Um, I seen tape of last week's game. He um, he was he really well. Um, Are you talking about Strange? Yeah, the yeah. Cole Strange dude. Yeah, Cole yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he's playing tackle or inside, but I think he might be playing left tackle. So okay. But, you have to yeah. get that jersey, Brandon. Uh, you got to get a Patriots jersey with Strange on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, got, got to. Yeah. Yeah. You remember the draft where everybody was all over Bill Belichick? Thought he was that, yeah. way too high. <laughs> yeah. That Dude, was the surprise of the draft. Oh, man. I got about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was glorious. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trust the system, though, right? I, right? I would say Belichick knows what he's doing on that. Right, exactly. Yeah, you got you got to give them the uh, benefit of the doubt every now and then. It is. Yeah, but that was that was a wild pick, though, for sure. That was yeah. crazy. But was offensive different. linemen are gold if you can get them. Yeah. Right, exactly. All right, well, let's take a look. I got a couple things coming out of the Bills camp. It seemed like we don't talk about the Bills enough on this podcast, and you know, even though we might not want them to be, they are part of the NFL East, and we got to give them. We, we had some news, some actually really good news. Cornerback Dane Jackson left the game, the Bills game, with a neck injury. He left in an ambulance and went straight to the hospital. I don't know if you yeah. guys seen it was that. Scary, yeah. Well, yeah. He, uh, there's good news that he spent the night in the hospital, but he was able to walk out of the hospital the next day on, on his own. He was able to walk out. He, yeah, I uh, heard about we, that. We, they were – he ran test and luckily it was a very, it was, they were thinking a very serious injury to like spinal cord injury. Like, you know, yeah. the, the sad part of football that nobody wants to see, no matter what team the guy plays on, you know what I'm saying? So so basically, that's yeah. some really good news for to what happened to Ryan Shazier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it'd be in that, that kind of category. Of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, it was actually some really good news. He was able, you know, all of those tests came back and he was able to leave the hospital and walk on his own. So, yeah. So that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah I was looking at the uh, Bills practice, or not their practice, but their uh, uh, injury report. And they still don't have J- Dane Jackson ruled out for this game this weekend, but I don't see how he can yeah. play. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to play this week, but just to come out of the hospital on Ned today after something like that happened, like yeah. that, that's crazy. Like, okay. So I, I didn't watch the game. I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I didn't watch the game. Uh, Cause that was at work that night, but I seen everybody putting on Twitter prayers for him. So I went on to YouTube, looked at it. And oh my God, it looks so horrifying. Like it, it, it honestly kind of reminded me of something like you would see out of Ryan Chase's ear. But the bigger problem I had with it overall, how much of a piece of shit are you, the Tennessee player? How much of a fucking piece of shit are you to shove a guy that's injured like that? Like, why would you shove a man like that? Did you guys see that? After yeah. he was laying on the ground, that Tennessee Titan player took him and shoved his ass. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, like, if I'm a, if I understand uh, right, that's what uh, Bobby Hart got suspended for, uh, right? Sort right. of retaliating in the locker room. Although he, I get, it, I don't know if they said who he was trying to punch, but he was trying to punch yeah. a player and then hit hit a coach. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's the next point that I had. I was gonna. Talk about that with Bobby Hart, offensive lineman Bobby Hart suspended one game 
for unsportsmanlike conduct. He threw a punch at another Titans player. Never said what Titans player he's he was swinging at. Yeah, missed the player, I guess, and struck ahead of a Tennessee coach. That's yeah. Go, I mean, can't uh, go around throwing punches, man. That's kind of right. Can you imagine you missed the player and hit the coach? <laughs> Uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's a little crazy. You know what? Uh, that's fucked up, but I don't feel sorry after what the Tennessee player did to the dog to the Bills. Yeah, if he player. was retaliating like, for that, then heck yeah, yeah. I say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My understanding that the uh, Tennessee player that he was trying to hit wasn't the guy that uh, uh tackled or pushed D- uh, Dane Jackson after Dane the Jackson. injury, okay. but uh, but he still uh, nobody in Buffalo, nobody in Buffalo is going to be mad at Bobby Hart for. Re- that kind of retaliation, right? No. Exactly. You know, you got to send a message like, "Hey, sir, you crossed the line there." Yeah. I don't hate it, and he's a backup tackle. He's probably the designated enforcer, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's probably the one in there. Take somebody out of the game, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, right. Do the deed. So cool. But yeah, good, good job for Dane Jackson. Uh, if he comes back in a few weeks and has the great rest of his career, that you know, like him or not, yeah, yeah, as a player. As a person, you don't want to see that. that right, that's exactly. The, like you said, that's, that's the, the worst part of football. That's the part of football that no one wants to see ever. You know, if, exactly. If never any neck or spinal cord injuries. That would be so awesome. That would be, you know, if I could just get away with that, do away with that, that would be awesome. So, so good. Good for Dane Jackson. I'm glad. All right. What else you guys got? You got anything else for news from the East? Uh, let's see. Uh, also on the Buffalo, real quick on the Buffalo Bills injury report, uh, uh, Micah Hyde, their safety, he's got a neck injury as well. He's questionable oh, really? for Monday or for this weekend as well. Uh, yeah, I heard something not, was going on with Micah Hyde, but I didn't know what it yeah. was. Yeah, so the, I keep an eye on that. So. Cool. Might play in the Sunday's game. Right. Yep, they're going to uh, need some people in the back, you know, to, you know, it's hard to blow the top off a of defense if you don't have the top of a defense and set in place. So, you know, because yeah. Miami will be blowing the top off that defense a few times. Did you, did you all see that quote from Tyree Kill? Yeah. Tyree, oh, oh, by the way, Tyree Kill is a mess. He's okay. A mess. That, I just saw this right before we came on tonight. In fact, that that quote was not accurate. That was a fake quote. Uh, okay, good. Good. Yeah. Because uh, I, I like, I wish it wasn't because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, that, that's like good. That. That, that makes me feel a little better because I'm like, come on, Tyreek, you're just as you're a mess, homie. Right. So, yeah, I did see that. It, that wasn't that turned out to be a fake quote from uh, right uh, Tyreek Hill, but he's going to bring it Sunday. I have no doubt about that. I mean, even okay, he didn't do the quote. Somebody came up with the quote, and the quote is factual. He did beat their ass at the end of last year. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. I mean, he said they were trash. I think. Right. Like yeah, he said. They, he called the Bills cornerbacks trash and um, said, uh, hey, said that he looks forward uh, to play him twice a year. I'm like, whatever, dude. That's the worst part about being a Dolphin right now is having to go against the Bills twice a year. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's well, good. you got somebody that's got a proven history of beating them, though, taking them out. Right. So, I like that. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is true. As somebody that, that uh, the Bills do lose and they've lost in recent years to Kansas City. And it was a big part, you know, Tyreek Hill played a part in that. So now he gets to come over to the Dolphins and hopefully help be a part of, you know, of another team taking the Buffalo Bills down. So. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, keep, who knows? 
anything else? Uh, we we got these games to get to for uh, games of the week. What do you What do you guys think? You you ready to do that, or you got anything else to throw in there for news from the East? Uh, yeah, I would just say Darius Slay got Defensive Player of the Year for his two interceptions against Justin. Uh, Ooh, yeah, a little bit of Eagles love. A little bit of Eagles love. Yeah. There you go, defensive player of the year. Defensive, he got defensive player of the year. Tua got offensive player of the year. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, he deserves it. Offensive, my fault. Offensive player of the week, and Darius Slay got defensive player of the week. You're jumping the gun, Josh. Yeah, getting getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, way, (laughs) way too far ahead. I did think it was pretty funny that I know we're only two weeks in, but did you notice that? Four the top four quarterbacks that are leading leading right now um, in stats, um, yardage and touchdowns. All four are in the NFL East. Yeah. So did you notice that it's it's Tua, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Hurst. and uh, Jalen Hurst. Jaylen. That's that's yeah, Jalen Hurst and then Josh Allen. So. That's pretty cool, well, right? Did you notice yeah. that the three top quarterbacks with the most passer passing yards is also in the NFL East? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's uh, Tua, uh, Carson Wentz, and Joe Flacco. Can you okay. believe that? Joe Flacco is third in yards. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can believe that after that week two game. And, yeah. I mean, how is that crazy? He's been throwing the ball 50 times a game. For the last right, but if two I'm, games. right, if I'm the coach of the Jets, I don't want that. No, you do not <laughs> yeah. want that at all. Yeah, I want, I want Joe Flacco doing what he has to do and then handing it off. Right, so, exactly. Right. So but the uh, East is beast. The right, East, right now the, the beast. receiving yards leaders, uh, all three, the top three wide receivers that are leading in, in yardage so far are all playing in the Miami Bills game. That's pretty cool. Tyreek Hill yeah. leads. Um, Stefan Diggs is two, and Jalen Waddles three. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a high power offense in the league right now. Offensive so, players there, yeah. That's pretty cool. Wait, well, I well, also uh, seen this real quick. Sorry to interrupt you, Dad. No, you're um, fine. But uh, I seen this as well. Highest coverage rating so far in the uh, NFL. Darius Slay is number one with eighty six point nine percent coverage. All and in one game. DJ Reed Jr. <laughs> is second for the Jets on 86.3. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let's uh... So uh I think it's fair to say that the NFL East is blowing the hell out of the NFL right now. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, give us give we us a couple so weeks and we'll people. dominate, baby. Let's see if we can dominate after eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, both Super Bowl teams come out of the East. That'd be great. <laughs> Man, that would be man. This this podcast that would be crazy. that would be crazy. <laughs> We're drinking the Kool Aid for sure here. Drinking the Kool Aid on the East, but uh, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and uh, switch gears to games of the week. We got a lot of games to look at. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, games of the week. All right, fellas, we got multiple games. To look at in that one o'clock Sunday, one o'clock slot. I wanted to go ahead and start with the big one. Um, Bills, Dolphins in Miami. Right now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Right now, 
it's hard for me to pick any team beating the Bills. It really is. It's just hard. They're they're playing. I might, if they were going against Kansas City, I might pick Kansas City to beat them. I, I, I think I would, just because I have that much faith in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But um, it, it, it's hard right now to pick anybody to beat the Bills, just the way that they're playing. But the game, the game on Sunday lets us know, at least it lets me know when I'm when I'm taking a look at this game that the Dolphins could put up enough points to keep up with the Bills. Now, I, I don't have any doubt on that now. And they could put the points up fast if they need to, if they needed to, you know, needed to do a comeback and one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. But um, Xavier Howard had a terrible game. He had a terrible game on Sunday. And for the Dolphins to have a chance, any chance in hell to win this game, he's going to have to step up get back to the real X and dominate because the bills has this wide receiver named Stefan Diggs. That is a bad man. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and they're going to need to put X on them, leave X on them the whole game. And Xavier Howard is going to have to have a good game, a really good game. I don't have any doubt that Xavier Howard will bounce back. Um, but just, I'll, I mean, I only have two weeks to go by. Right. And, and in Baltimore, Xavier Howard had a really bad game. He had, he, yeah, a, a few of those Baltimore big plays were because of blown coverages from him, you know, and he let, he let the guys get around him and past him. And that's not a very Xavier Howard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that, that really grabs my attention. But the biggest part that grabs my attention is even though I believe the Dolphins have now proven to us, they could put up the points and stay, with any team in the NFL, I really believe if Tua throws two interceptions like he did against Baltimore, there is no coming back against Buffalo. There is no coming back. If you mess up and throw two interceptions like that, that's all Buffalo needs to take that and win. You know, and 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 um, even though as as good as I believe Baltimore is, I, I do believe the Bills are are. The, a next step above them. And, and I think that the coaching staff there and Josh Allen and that tough, tough defense that nobody seems to Buffalo bills have a great defense, a great defense. And they could take, they will take advantage of those two turnovers. And so Tua needs to buckle it up. Tua needs to clean it up and quit trying to force the ball and play within yourself, make throws that, you know, uh, so if he does that, if X has a good game and Tua does not turn the ball over multiple times, then, then I think the Dolphins might have a chance to win this game, you know? And then you go back to the fact, like when we did the, the September preview, I talked about for the last two years, the Buffalo Bills have swept the Dolphins. And statistics say eventually – the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills. You know, it's not like we're talking about a great team and an extremely crappy team. You know what I'm saying? They're almost, you know, at a talent level, and then eventually the, somebody in the Bills, Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs, or somebody is going to have a bad game, and they're going to be playing a team, just like the Miami Dolphins, that are almost as good as them, can take advantage of that. you got some great coaching, and Mike McDaniel – does what he needs to do to take advantage of that and 
and end up winning the game. That's going to happen. Statistics tell us that's going to happen. And if it's going to happen this year, I really think that it's going to happen this week because I don't see it happening in Buffalo. Later on when it's cold, you know, it's going to happen in the heat in Miami. And, um, you know, so, yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, that's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? Uh, You got anything to add to about um, this game or – um, you know, I, I think this game first and foremost should be moved to prime time. Like we're talking about two stellar teams here. Like, uh, you know, jo- I mean, freaking Josh Allen and the bills are coming off of a beat down of freaking Tennessee. They just whipped their ass and said, yeah, get the hell out of here. You have no chance against us. And, you know, Miami rallying back to beat. Uh, Baltimore, I think this honestly should be a primetime game right here. Like, we're talking about potentially being the greatest game of the year. Like, and I mean that when I say that, this is what that game could be. And I do think it's going to be a, a firework show again. I think we're talking like it's going to be a game like Baltimore and Miami was last week. I, I think that's what we're looking at here. Um, you know, and now it's going to come down to. How does Tua play against the number one defense in the National Football League? Is he going to step up this week? Um, but <laughs> Rich's face when you but, said it, he's like, "What about my Cowboys? We got defense. We're not playing Dolphins." <laughs> but but real quick, Miami wins by three. Hard Rod Stadium. I have Miami winning. Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, <sighs> I would just like to point out. Uh, I, I agree with a bunch of st- what you, both you guys said. Uh, when we made our predictions, uh, all all three teams that I predicted their record, uh, I'm still good on them. I'm still holding strong. There's still possibilities. Uh, I predicted that uh, the Dolphins will beat the Bills this weekend. Uh, I still believe that. Uh, I I don't think that you're right. The Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins' defensive line is going to put enough pressure on on Josh Allen to make it a defensive game, a low-scoring game. Uh, I think this will have to be a high-scoring game for Miami to win. But I think, too, it can survive a turnover or two. He did last week, Um, as long as they keep their foot on the pedal, keep their foot on the gas pedal. defense is not as good as Buffalo Bills' defense. That's true, especially in the secondary there. Right, Uh, exactly. Yeah, secondary, because they were a lot of uh, injuries. And rookies there on Baltimore. Right, team like, like, but and what I mean, what I mean by that is, there's a pretty good chance if he turns the ball over like that, it's going to be a pick six. They're putting points. They are getting points directly because of your your interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Baltimore wasn't able to do that with both interceptions last yeah. week. They only did it with one. So, but I do think that Waddle and Tyreek Hill can score on any defense. I do. I do. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be afraid of any. Uh, Buffalo's I, defense. I do too. Um, yeah. And I think your coach will recognize that and keep Tua going downfield. He needs to look downfield all, you know, all game long. Uh, yeah, their their ticket to winning this game is Team Forty Burger. Yeah, so this game this game will be you know forty one to thirty eight, right? Possibly. Yes, but I, I I have it as a very close game too. I think it will be high scoring. And and I'm um I'm, I'm right there with y'all. I, I got the Dolphins taking it barely, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only because statistics say we're, they're going to beat them eventually, so might yeah. as well be now. So. Uh, and I think they're I think they're ready. I think they got a they're coming off a big win last weekend. Their confidence has got to be a mile high. Uh, right. 
I, I, I don't really like Tyreek Hill as a person, but as a leader, leader on that football team, I, I love what he, he's doing. He's really right. uh, boosting Tua and, right. you know, uh, showing a lot of love there, not complaining about, you know, things that a lot of players, you know, that with, you know, wide receivers have the biggest egos of anybody. <laughs> right, but, exactly. And he's, a, right. he's out there creating opportunities for Waddle. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I like about Tyreek Hill. He's not very, he's in, you know, they, in an interview with Tua, Tua said it, you know, it's like the thing that surprised him the most about Tyreek is he isn't the kind of guy that says, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. He's like, Hey, I can do this. And they're going to, they're going to move their defense because of me. Look at Waddle. You know, he's the one telling Tua, look over there at Waddle. Waddle's going to have his man one-on-one, you know, go for those one-on-one opportunities. And that's pretty <sighs> cool, Tyreek. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's. I think so. And that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a big boost for Tua. I think he's going to have a good game. I think uh, McDaniel has got something for Buffalo and. Coach of the uh, year. Coach of the year. Hey, it could be, you know, after Miami wins that division, as I predicted earlier. Uh, yeah. Give it to him. I don't care. Right. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's, All right. That will be the game of the week, though, and that should be prime time. But yeah, the the problem is, is they pick those prime time games um, weeks ahead of time, they and do, right? they, and then they have you know they have slots where later in the year, where depending on you know the rankings of everybody that they can move games into. But yeah, yeah you, they've already picked that game of the week, you know, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, and they can't move that because that's a lot of money wrapped up in that television. So. For so, sure. You know, so if it's later in the out. year, they definitely flex it. But uh, right. you know, it's a division game, so maybe maybe the next time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's uh keep moving. We got the Ravens going to Gillette Stadium playing the Pats. What do you got, Brandon? Um, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, well, first and foremost, if our offense is going to look better this week, uh, like I said. Uh, week one, they looked pretty shitty against the Dolphins. And then week two, they came back and they had strides here and there. They looked, you know, pretty decent against Pittsburgh. Um, definitely looked a whole lot better than they did in the week one game against Miami. Um, you know, we've had up and down. So I'm interested in seeing how good our offense can be this week. And uh, whether Jacoby Myers is a go or not, because I feel like if we're even going to have a shot at beating the Ravens, it's going to have to be with Jacoby on the field out there. Um, either that or we're going to have to get Kendrick Bourne a lot more involved, one of the two. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I'm interested in seeing how our defense is going to look this week. And I'm interested in seeing what the scheme Bill Belichick is going to run to stop Lamar Jackson in that Baltimore offense. So. Yeah, that's yeah. That's I do got the Pats winning by three, so it's Ooh, gonna be another close game. That's a, yeah. I might give you that only because it's at home. Only because it's at home. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the Patriots will contain Lamar Jackson a little, little bit better than Miami's defense did last week. Um, uh, so I don't I don't expect Lamar to blow up like he did. Still though, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a toss up game, honestly. Yeah, that's a toss up game to me too. So. Yeah. And for, but from now on, when I'm referring to the Ravens, I am going to be calling them Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I uh, <laughs> I like it. And, yeah. Or and his Baltimore Ravens until they sign him, until they give that man a paycheck. I um, you know, he 
just so Baltimore knows that Lamar Jackson owns the Baltimore Ravens. They are the Baltimore Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. So they need to pay that man. Pay that man. Get it over with. Pay that man. Yeah, he's he's got to be a quarterback in his prime. Why are you not? Why are you, you know, <laughs> exactly? Why, why are you, why not, are you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right, cool. Well, let's keep moving. So, me, Rich, think it's going to be extremely tight, too tight to call for me. I I see where you're coming from, Brandon, and I am willing. I will give them three points because it is hard to play in Gillette Stadium, and it is hard to play in Gillette Stadium against a mean Belichick defense. And so, I do think they will keep. Lamar Jackson contained. I think they will keep those wide receivers contained to the big play. Can the off if if a, they pull off one or two big plays, I do not believe that the Pats offense have the firepower to come back and and keep up with them points wise. Yeah. So if they do win, it will be on the back of that defense. It will be on the back of Belichick and shutting down the wide receivers and containing Lamar Jackson. So there you go. Yeah. But I do give them advantage. The less stadium is hard place to play any time of year. Pretty yeah. Good. I can see this game being 21, 20. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, six to nine, something like that because yeah. it, because they, they haven't let him do anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, you know, it's game of field goals, but who knows? Bengals jets. You know what? I mean, the Bengals have had two bad performances week one and two, and I'm just sitting here waiting for them to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? I I mean, they are a lot better team than they've played over the last two weeks. And I'm just waiting, you know, waiting for them. But here's, here's my thing. As far as the jets are concerned, the jets had a good defensive game week one and had a good offensive game week two, right? Their defense didn't play as good, but their offense played really good. They won the game. Week week one, they had a really good defensive game, not so good on offense, and lost the game. I think to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, I, I think, you know, I, I, when we did our September preview, I, I said Jets lose easily, gets wiped out easily. But we're two games in to the year. And I, and I have to say, after looking at the first two weeks and the and the the Bengals, the Jets have a chance to win this game. They do have a chance. But what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to put together the complete game and have a good offensive game and a good defensive game. You see what I'm saying? So if they could do what they did in week one, if they did could do what they did in week two, put that together and come with the whole create, you know, with the whole package, they have a chance. Other than that, I don't think they have a chance. I'm expecting – um the the Cincinnati Bengals to bounce back right now right now the Cincinnati Bengals are just a whole lot better team over they're a whole lot better team than the Jets are but the Cincinnati Bengals have put themselves in a spot where they have to come out and prove that you know even against even against the New York Jets you're gonna have to prove it you have to prove it to us because realistically last week the Jets played better than the Bengals last week they did you know what I'm saying um, yeah, of course, you know, the you know, they Bengals were playing a really tough defense, but still they there was, you know, they played better than them. That's just simple fact. Yep. So the Bengals are the better team. They just need to go out and prove it. I do have the Bengals bouncing back after uh, week one and week two poor performance. I do have them bouncing back, and I'm not gonna change from my September preview that the Bengals win this. 
So, yeah, you um, you know, uh, Cincinnati has looked awful the first two games out, and the offensive line has looked absolutely horrendous. Like their offensive line has to be ranked the worst offensive line in the entire National Football League. I feel like uh, Zach Taylor does something about that this week. Joe Burrow gets a little bit uh, uh, pissed off and gets a little bit of that tiger, if you will, in him. And I say the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely beat the dog breaks off of the Jets. I I got it 28-7. Cincinnati wins this week. Okay. Yeah, I agree with Brandon there. I think, uh, first of all, the Bengals are too good to be 0-3. Right. Exactly. Uh, they do have talent on that team, especially skilled offensive players. Although their offensive line is crap, it's almost broken. But I think they can kind of recoup a little bit. Uh, and this could be a game where they do kind of come out early and get on top of them and just uh, have a nice kind of big, big blowout win. I'd go with Cincinnati okay. as well. Okay. Big, uh, the the interesting matchups though. Uh, Sauce Gardner versus, uh, uh, you know, all the receivers for the Bengals. Jamar honestly. Chase and yeah. Jamar Chase and Hill, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Uh, that would be that's going to be uh, fun to watch a little bit. Yeah, but I think yeah. uh, Cincinnati will overpower them. I think they're just yeah. ready to they're ready for a victory. If they go zero three, that that might be their season. Yeah, yeah. Although and, they could so, they could technically win that division though. That, so that would we agree? Good. Would we? So it sounds like we all agree that we think Cincinnati should should win this game. You guys think it's going to be a little bit more of a blowout than I do. So, but we could all stand in agreement that if the Jets beat the Bengals, this is a legit upset. This is a legit. Oh upset, yeah, right? for it's sure. A legit. Yeah. Upset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, because. I don't think the Cowboys beating them was an upset. I think that was a okay. That was the best team won, and their defense yeah. is a little bit better than y'all's offense. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what happened. But this would be a legit, a legit. Yeah. You know, if Flacco goes out there and goes crazy again, if Flacco puts up similar numbers to Week Two, they're going to win this game. That's yeah. that's the reason why I'm asking this question. Well, well, that, win this game. Well, that. See, I mean, if what, the Bengals keep playing is, the way they have, so. Well, one thing that I want to point out real quick is is yes this would be a massive upset for the Bengals but if New York does somehow pull this one out I think we have to reverse tracks and instead of going is this a big upset for the Bengals we have to start looking at holy shit how good could the fucking Jets be this season like are they gonna keep on pulling big wins off like you know what I'm saying like if they somehow win this and then they beat the Browns last week and all that. You know, we could be looking at a Jets team that might go on a run here and, and win a handful of games this season. So okay, cool. Um, I think this next game's a little lopsided, also. But what do you? I, I'd like to know what you, both of you guys think with the Eagles taking on Washington. So Eagles Washington of the NF. See East Showdown, right? Uh, the Carson Wentz revenge game, right? Right. I think uh, I honestly, I'm going to pick the Washington Redskins or Washington Commanders to win this game. Okay. Uh, I'm Philly's smelling their own farts right now, which uh, <laughs> good good for them, I guess. Uh, but uh, Carson Wentz had his bad game last week, uh, so and he'll have a bad game next week, but this week. He will uh, 
he'll shine and show why he was the number two pick in, <laughs> in, his, in his draft class, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm picking uh, I'm picking Washington to uh, sort of dethrone the Eagles a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, well, for me, um, you know, Philadelphia is coming out and they've been playing hot the last two weeks. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't see Ron Rivera allowing his defense to get absolutely smacked the dog shit out of like they did last week against Detroit. I think he's going to contain the Eagles a little bit more, but I'm not going to switch my pick. I did have the Washington Commanders losing, and I still do. I have the Eagles going 3-0, but I think it's going to be a tight game, like Rich saying. I think it might be a seven-point game or less. Do I need to pull this power ranking back up for you all? We're talking about the number four versus the number 27 team. Come on. Fake news, Josh. to this at all. (laughs) Okay, but but does power (laughs) rankings matter in the NFL? Like, anything can happen on any given Sunday. It's just a cool way to give your opinion. So, yeah. (laughs) Just a cool way to give you. Now they the right. Eagles are going to be heavily favored. I'm I'm sure on yeah. this game. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, think when I was looking at it, they're like a six and a half game, uh, six and a half point, point favorite yeah. to win it or whatever. But I, I like I said, I don't know. Um, I just don't think Ron Rivera is going to allow his defense to get trampled all over for a second week and a half, especially when he's trying to save his job. I do have the Eagles winning, like I said, but not by as much as you probably do, Dad. Hey, I don't have I don't have a score. I'm going to keep it very simple for you all. I will predict this game the exact same way I predicted last week's Eagles game. Is you're gonna if you if you are brave enough to watch this game, you're gonna you know Eagles fans and you know is there any Commander fans? Has they showed up? Have they? Has anybody showed up to the stadium? I will say they they haven't looked yeah. as bad as I thought they were going to look this year. So they really <laughs> no, they're, they're not that bad. I just like giving them a hard time. The Jacksonville game looked simple. like it was pretty sold out to me. Okay, all right, cool, cool. A lot of Jacksonville fans. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, no, <laughs> commanders, commanders, <laughs> fly Eagles, fly. That's all I got to say about this. Um, it will be a tough divisional game. Anytime you play, you play somebody that you play twice a year. You know what I'm saying? They know you. Right. They know you as good as you know yourself. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. But you are going to see the Eagles fly, baby, fly. So there's our Sunday games. Yeah, those are all yeah. the one o'clock games too. By the way, I believe, right? I they're think all, all the, one o'clock games. They're there all are one o'clock the, games. No team in the um, NFL East is playing in the afternoon slots. So yeah. Okay. There you go. At one o'clock, we will be completely done and waiting for Monday Night Football, eight fifteen, MetLife Stadium, Cowboys, Giants. Rich, me and you are going to preview this game. I'm going to take it on through the perspective of uh, a Giants fan, and you take it on the perspective of a Cowboys fan. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you think? Uh, well, I'll just no. I'll, you, you can go first. How about that? All right, cool. I believe that this will be a great test for the G-Men. I've already said this. Uh, What I'm going to be doing, because I'm watching this game, I'm going to be keeping an eye on Daniel Jones. And the reason why I'm keeping an eye on Daniel Jones because I want to see if he's on his feet making throws or if he's laying on his back. Because I think he's going to be laying on his back 
a lot in this game yeah. because the Cowboys have this guy that comes off the edge and <clears throat> he he did just in multiple ways. So I'm going to I'm going to keep an eye on that for the Giants to win this game. Like I said uh, um, in the beginning was Saquon Barkley is going to have to have a game similar to week one for them to win this game. You know, like a big game, a big I'm here, I'm mean, go for two, you know, go for it on fourth down, two-point conversions. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take that big um, of, and I just, I don't see it happening against a defense that's that's that tough, but that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. So, so they they have played, I believe, good enough this year so far. And if they can just replicate that, you know what I'm saying? If they can replicate that, then they might have a shot to win this game. But Dallas's defense is really tough, and the G-Men have a pretty good defense themselves. And they, you know, the Cowboys are coming out with a with a backup quarterback. Can they get yeah. to him? Can they rattle him? You know, and and maybe they just take them point for points. You know, and maybe it's a low scoring. Giants might be able to win this kind of game. You know what I'm saying? And if their defense steps up, Sa- Saquon Barkley has a good game. I think you know it is in MetLife and in New Jersey. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, they're doing you know, a. They're uh, the Giants are wearing their white uniforms, all white uniforms. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, that yeah, it should look pretty good. Uh, all right. So, what do you got, Rich? Yeah, well, here's a little known fact. Uh, I, uh, Saquon Barkley has never beaten the Cowboys in a game that he's played in. So, right. so although he always has pretty good games. Uh, I'm with you. This is a low-scoring game. The Giants definitely have a, a shot to win um, because I think the as good as the Cowboys' defense is playing right now, uh, the big play – that that can that can really hurt you. And Saquon Barkley is capable of a big play all the time. Anytime he touches the ball, he's right. he's he can break one off. Uh, even Daniel Jones as a runner is going to be that's going to be a threat because he's got speed out there. If he can get it, if he can you know break containment or something and uh, uh, somehow that get that offense to put up twenty one points, uh, that's not going to be great for the Cowboys because they might not put up twenty one points either. Uh, right, exactly. Right. Although I think they might. I mean, this could be a game they could they could put up twenty four points. I think, especially with if uh, Gallup has a decent game coming back. But uh, yeah, Daniel Jones is not going to beat us through the air. <laughs> you know, right. on he's not going to do a typical quarterback. Mark, I, I don't want the ball. Field. I don't want the ball in his hands. I don't want the right. ball in his hands. Right, I want it'll be on the it'll off, be on the field. Handing it off. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. So. Yeah, if he he likes he does like to hold the ball over. He likes to turn the ball over. You know, he likes to fumble the ball. That's why um, I don't want it in his hands. Right. And I, I don't think that off- hands. And so. I don't think that offensive line is going to be quite ready for that Dallas front line. Uh I I they're gonna to struggle to keep Micah Parsons out of the backfield there. Um <clears throat> uh, but I have the Cowboys winning this game actually pretty easily, probably at least a six point win. But they do scare me because they do have they do have uh explosive players. Right. You know, and Barkley's due for a win. He's, he's due for a win against the Cowboys, and he's playing great right now. So, well, uh, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that he's never won against the Cowboys. So that's yeah. Cool. I mean, he, and he's missed a lot of games because he's hurt quite a bit. Right, right? exactly. But yeah, exactly. even but a lot of games he'll have a hundred yards on us. But uh, the Giants have been at a you know they've been the bottom tier team for a while. Right. So, 
Right. So yeah, uh, their their defense is by far better this year than it has been in years. You know? Yeah, and their rookie's supposed yeah. to play too. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce that guy's name. Evan Theodore Therado or whatever his name is. Yeah, Tevin. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, he's uh, supposed Thibodeau. to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is his first game back, which is pretty good. Yeah. Right. So, so Dallas, I have a, some problems. Or they'll have a, their challenges, but Cooper Rush, calm, cool, and collected. Yeah. And let, I, I want to see what it's like if you can rattle them. I want to see if they can get to them, rattle them, you know, and uh, um, possibly force them to turn the ball over. That's you know, and if they could do that, then they have a, they have a shot in this game. You know, I think it's going to be a defensive uh, match, a low-scoring <laughs> defensive game. But fun because the Cowboys have a really good defense, and the Giants' defense is this up-and-coming, pretty good defense. And and it's you know it's a one has a backup quarterback, one team has a backup quarterback, and the other team has a quarterback that might just never be more than a backup quarterback in the league. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of even there, and right. and you never and know. It's going to be a defensive uh, slugfest, and and it's going to be. You know, it's going to be really cool. Really, yeah. Cool. Cooper Rush is two and zero in his starts, but uh, he's, yeah, I can see where he might be due for a a, a, a bad game, right? You know, a backup quarterback type of game, right. but but we'll see. Yeah, this is definitely he a big will. game for the NFC East. These are, yep. yeah, yeah. The NFC, the NFC East. Like I said, it has you know, it's the showdown of the NFC East. This is the week where you know, that you all, uh, all four teams play each other. And so it's yeah. pretty cool. And anytime you play a team, just like the Buffalo Miami game, anytime you play a team within your own division, they know you as good as you know yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, the coaches have went up against that team enough to know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they, exactly. they, you know, it's a, it's a different game. It's a different style of game. Cool, man. All right. Well, that's week three guys. That's, that's how we see it um, playing out. So once again, make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean. You can also find the NFL East podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcast. We do have a, a fan Facebook group. Uh, what did we come up with the question of the week this week, Brandon? What, what happened there on our on our Facebook group question of the week. Uh, the question of the week was uh, what quarterback had the best, uh, you know, the best game, like who played the, who was the best quarterback of the week was the question and nobody answered. So unfortunately, I, I answered. I to, yeah, well, I yeah, you two answered, but we give our <laughs> answers on here. Yeah. Right. Right. Nobody else cool. answered though. Nobody in the Facebook group answered. So, oh come on, come on, Facebook group. You all need to be getting that question of the week. It comes out every Tuesday. Make sure you look for question of the week. Answer the question of the week. We will talk about uh, your answer on here and either say you're pretty smart for what you said or you're a dumbass. So there you go. Um, <laughs> if you don't want us to say your name, just say that. And we won't say your name. We'll just say, you know, we have dumbass people in our group. But guess what? You're y'all looking like a bunch of dumbasses for not answering question of the week. So um, my answer was, this was a great week to have that question. You know what I'm saying? Because there were some big time performances that came up. Kyler Murray 
had that that crazy 80 yard run two point what the hell was that thing and that, that was so weird Jalen Hurst had a hell of a game Lamar Jackson had a hell of a game broke Michael Vick's record um and then of course uh my pick was Tua um Tua did things that that haven't been done since the Dan Marino era so so that's that's who I went with but it was a great week to have that question you know yeah I went I went with it up. I went with two as well. That was definitely his best game as a professional, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by yeah. far. By far. Um, I hate to say it, but we're all three in agreement here. It gets to be two after that week that he had up in Baltimore. You know, being down seven to like 28 or whatever you was down going into the fourth quarter, Dad, for right. Tua to rally back and win that game really proved a lot. And uh, like I texted you after that game, Dad, I think you guys have finally found your quarterback for the future. And I truly believe that Tua's proved nothing to me this year to say otherwise. Um, I think so far he's been like a top five, top ten quarterback in a league this year by yeah, far. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I, I think everybody would agree with you, but yeah. we have to remember it's only week two. So let's let's yeah. see where he's at at week eight and would wouldn't take a – an inventory then, you know, and um, I, yeah. I hope you're right, Brandon. I, I seriously yeah, I, hope you're right. I'm not a Tua hater. I'm not a uh, this Tua does nothing wrong kind of person. I want to see the play with the weapons. You know, I mean, if, if yeah. Tua is nothing but a system quarterback, well, guess what? When you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Mike McDaniel, a system quarterback will take you to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. as long as you don't turn the ball over. And that and that's my thing is he, he did have a hell of a game on Sunday, but he did throw two interceptions. But uh, he was able to come back, pull himself together, and had a, have a hell of a quarter. The fourth quarter was amazing. Yeah, He dropped dimes, and uh, it, which was beautiful to see. But he needs to clean it up, play within himself, you know. And, and, and then I think that that's – Yeah, know, I don't yeah. – I don't think two is a top ten quarterback, but he doesn't have to be. He just has to be better every game. You know, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He he he's working way up there. Right. And and that's what he's doing. So back to this. Join our NFL East Facebook group and answer the damn question of the week, guys. Come on now. Join join the NFL East Facebook group. Answer the question of the week. You can watch every episode of NFL East podcast on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. You need to be following him on YouTube. He does calls, games, football games, even during baseball season. He's on there doing some Cincinnati Red stuff. So, Which I'm two minutes late for. Yeah, I know. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> I'm, Mr. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You could follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure you follow your the show on Twitter at East NFL. All right, fellas, we're going to wrap it up. Until next week. Enjoy week three, guys. Until next Keep week. Keep hope alive. <laughs>